calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, I'm Keegan. And I'm Madigan. And you're listening to Your Angry, Angry Neighborhood, Neighborhood Feminist. Feminist. This is a podcast where we explore the world through our own personal feminist perspectives. What's up? Hey. Hey. So this was an episode that I had wanted to do. I think I first started wanting to do this after I saw the Samantha B. Did you watch the Samantha B. video? It's like no. an eight-minute video where, you know, she's hilarious. And I guess it had never, like, really occurred to me that... MLMs or, like, multi-level marketing that it was so directed towards and detrimental to women. I don't think I'd ever actually thought about it, but I've always kind of known it because when you and I grew up, did you, did people invite you to a lot of, like, Mary Kay parties? Mm -hmm. Like, there was a lot of that. There was a lot of Arvon. I went to a lot of Mary Kay. I went to a lot of Avon. Avon. Mm -hmm. Tupperware parties. Mm -hmm. My mom had Tupperware parties. Right. Um, it was just a thing, and I, and I think it was kind of like a, well, duh, thing for me. Like, duh, this is geared toward women. You know what I mean? Right. I mean, and when you start looking into it, even, like, a little bit, or even just, like, thinking about it for very long, you completely understand why. Yeah. Like, why women are so susceptible to this, and then, in turn, why the industry kind of, like, turned Praise. its focus completely onto women. Oh, yeah. Because uh, it made the most sense. But MLMs are predatory in nature. I've really had to get to a place where I don't support them at all yeah. anymore. Like, because I did, I had... I'm really, I'm a huge pushover. Yeah, I'm too. really bad at saying no. A friend of mine was selling Arbonne and was like, can I have a an Arbonne party in your house? And I was like, okay. And that was a couple years ago. And again, really bad at saying no. I bought something from him. And it was and they this... they never leave you alone. It was this, oh God, yeah. Um, it was this cellulite cream for my legs, because I have like cellulite on my like thighs. Yeah. And it worked. Like it actually really did the work. Arbonne products are actually really no, great. No, they're really great, but... And it's, you know, it's kind of hard out of principle to say, like, I'm not going to purchase that anymore because it did work. Yeah. But I'm not going to purchase that anymore because I do think that MLMs are predatory in nature. And even yeah. though, like, some products may be good products, the way that they're distributed is so, like, fucked up well, <laughs> that, like, I, I can't so support it. Cruel to their like downlines, which we'll go into more. Right. Today. I mean, it's just 
what they're doing, it, it's just not ethical, in my no, opinion. Not and at all. so, like, I, because I've heard, like, really great things about Lip Sense as far as, like, yeah, if you want, like, a lip product that's not going to come off, Lip yeah. Sense is good, but I won't buy it. Yeah. Because it's a MLM. It's a pyramid ske- a well, scheme, And the thing is, the second you get involved with anything to do with it, like, I had a teacher in school, in college, who got into Arbonne, and I went to one of her parties, and it's great. You get to try on face masks and it feels wash fun. your face, and it's right. so fun. Yeah. But she, like, to this day, it's been, like, four years, still texts me about these parties, and I'm like, I don't want to go to well, another one. Well, it's because you absolutely have to do that in order to sell enough to make your money back. Exactly. And they're actually, I read a really good article. Um, it was a HuffPost article. Me too! Yeah, that, that article is so great. So good. Um, we'll link it in the notes, that article specifically, because I got a lot of my information from me that. Too. And it really does go into detail not only about like how financially emotionally um difficult this is for the people who are selling it but also what it does to their friendships and and their their relationships relationships, because it is taxing i think most of us now living in you know the modern age have probably received a message from they they joke that it's like a girl from your hometown is gonna private message you and oftentimes that is what it is yep they'll private message you and be like hey girl haven't talked to you in a while check out this product i'm selling and um it's exhausting it's exhausting on the people in your life i did it to, you did it? I did it. I was in an MLM. For what? For Verve, which is part of Vima. Oh, no. Girl! Okay, so I... You got got. I got got. I had a friend from college, and he was talking about how much money he was making and how it's like, while we're in school, we can't really have regular jobs, even though I work too many jobs. And, like, whatever. Like, it sounded like a good idea. And I didn't know what MLMs were. I'd heard of a pyramid scheme, but I never... I didn't know much about it. I didn't understand it. Like, I got, you know... The concept. It's a pyramid, you know, whatever. But, I mean, they tell you, and they're not technically wrong, that they're like, it's it's not a pyramid scheme scheme because pyramid schemes are illegal. (laughs) Yes. And multi-level marketing is not illegal, even though it's exactly the same same fucking thing. So, this guy... Got me to go to a meeting. It was me, my other friend Sean, went to a meeting. You're watching these videos, and everybody's, like, driving Mercedes Benzes and, like, Mm -hmm. Jaguars and, like, living the high life, and they're drinking the drinks, and they're going to these conventions, and it's all so great. And I got, like, brainwashed. I was like, this is great. Of course. And I was like, sign me up. And luckily, this wasn't one that was, like, a ton of money. I think it was, like, 150 to start, which is still more money than I had to spend. Right. You were a young person. I was, like, 21. Yeah. And so I get this giant box of energy drinks, and I didn't understand what this was. I thought I was, like, I thought it was, like, Girl Scout cookies. Like, hey, you want one? Give me five bucks. There you go. You have it. Whatever. I didn't understand that I had to, like, go recruit recruit so this guy who got me and my friend roped into it they both came to my apartment and he was like let's have like a business day and i'm like going on facebook and i'm asking these people to join and i felt dirty i was like i don't know anything about this product i don't believe in it i i feel intrusive i'm not a business person like i felt intrusive selling this product to, like, people I hadn't seen in years. Right. And it felt so dirty and yeah. wrong. So, so I ended up getting, like, three more boxes of this damn energy drink and just... Did you have to pay for those? I did. And I ended up just... They just kept coming to my house. And then I just drank them or gave them away. 
I was like, here, you want some energy? Boom, done. I mean, and so you were out money at the end of it, right? I never got to the point where I did so much. It was, like, over the course of, like, months. But each time you were paying but I lost fucking money. Yeah, you lost money, right? Lost, like, you were out money at the end. I sold nothing. Right. I made zero dollars, and I spent $450. So let's talk about kind of why this is a, a pyramid scheme a little bit. Should we so, talk about what a multi-level marketing is, just in case people don't know, even though we've kind of yes, talked about it? Yeah, but like just real quickly, like because of your experience, I just want to talk yes. very quickly about like the reason why this is so predatory is because they are selling product to their downlines, uh-huh. right? Rather than selling... The, the reason it's different than selling Girl Scout cookies is because that is the Girl Scouts taking cookies and selling them out to other people. And that is also what they want you to do. They want you to sell to other people. They want you to recruit other people. But most of their product is being sold to the people they want to sell their yeah. product. And the so, reason that this guy was so enthusiastic about getting together with me and helping me with my business, yada, 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 is because his the, more, downline. the more money I made, he would right. make more than me. Yeah. So, yeah, let's talk about what a MLM actually is. Yes. So, it is a, it's called a multi-level marketing or a network marketing. There's a lot of different names for it. Business. Direct where, marketing. Yeah. Where it uses its distributors and or recruiters to sell product. They use word of mouth to get recruiters to bring in additional people who can then distribute a larger audience. Recruits are paid with kickbacks from sales made by their quote-unquote downline, like we said. And the idea behind MLM structure is that in addition to selling products, each recruiter can earn money off the recruits below them and even earn more when those below them recruit more people. So everybody's, like the people at the top are making more and more and more and more and more money. Right. And that's like a 1%. The 1% right. is yes. living the large so life. So when you go to these conferences or when you get roped in and this person is saying, like, be your own boss. Yeah. You can be a millionaire. I'm a millionaire. Like, you can you can have those conversations with people like that. And only from selling energy drinks. Right. Whoa. Be your own boss. Make your own schedule. Become a millionaire like me. Those people are at the top of their pyramid, yep. right? Like, if you are anywhere basically below that, maybe, like, second level, like, you might be okay. Anything below that, and you are not really going to be making money. Like, it's, no. like, mathematically impossible. Yeah, which is crazy because, like, the multi-level marketing industry is, like, a 35 almost 36 billion dollar industry like it is insane and that's according to the direct selling association and 70 73 percent of participants make no money or lose money when they join an mlm the number could be as high as 99 percent according to the consumer advocates who studied mlm so 99 percent of people who join mlms will either make no money or, or lose, lose money. money yeah um and it's you know, I also understand, because you can hear all this and be like, why would anybody join this? But I also understand having the kind of personality that I have that you could be talked into something like this. And the thing is that's important to remember, too, is it's not, they don't recruit you by saying that you're selling a product, you're selling an opportunity. They're telling you that this is a life-changing product. They're telling you this is going to make a difference. This is a good thing. And you want to be a good person. You want to make a difference. And when you don't know about these schemes... It's very easy to think being a college student, which is very common in college students, being, you know, we're going to talk about the people who are susceptible, but like being a single mom who stays home with 
their mm-hmm. kids and can't like have a right. full-time job being somebody who's maybe sick or had been sick and doesn't want to live the regular nine to five job anymore these are appealing to people because right. they feel like they have control and they can then give that opportunity to other people i mean they're being lied to and they're being preyed upon exactly. like that is why this is so because i understand why people might be like this why is this such a big deal like not something that you really need to talk about but like actually it is because they are specifically targeting if you look at a lot of these like social media ads and things like that they are specifically targeting certain groups of people going so far even as to say that like it is they they target a lot of like christians yeah and saying that this is like what god wants from you Uh, literally saying that yeah yeah. and like if you want to grow your faith you need to grow you you have the opportunity to be great by selling this product like they really prey on certain subsects of the community yeah um and specifically women so three quarters of direct sellers happen to be women according to the direct selling association association and it's very intentional like they do this on purpose so many of these companies will sell products that women would want so you've got avon mary Kay, unique arbon well, like everything started with the tupperware parties in the tupperware 70s, like and, and and before that actually yeah. like there has been because avon was around that time or before That's and so true. was mary Kay. oh my god my like, mom had so many of those parties and Here listen and once again I've used Mary Kay products. I've used Avon products. They're not bad products. That's not the problem. So they market these products. They market products that women would want already. Right. Because they want a discount on these products. Yeah. And that is oftentimes offered. So the recruiter will tell them that you'll get all of these incentives, get these products if you sell them. And then they also market specifically to stay-at-home moms or military wives who maybe have to travel or move every two to four years and didn't have time to, like, go and get a degree in something. Right. Um, So they will target specifically these subsects of the community. So they talk a lot about, like, how you can make your own hours, which would allow stay-at-home moms to be at home with their kids, like people who don't want to leave their kids. It seems really, really appealing to them. And it started kind of like very, very early on whenever these like direct, when direct marketing really began, it was directed at women because women were not able to get education or jobs. And so this was seen as a way, like it's just getting together with your girls and kind of like talking about a product. Totally. Which is what we do anyway. Which is what we do anyway. Like come over, we'll have some wine. Uh, and we'll talk about these things that I'm selling, right? Yeah. So they were doing that, and it was seen as a way to gain, like, financial independence or, like, yeah. a little bit of side income in a world where that really wasn't something that was, like, offered up to women exactly. ever. And, like, something for them to do besides just, like, kind of, like, being at home. And they really, really preyed upon this relationship that women had with other women. Yeah. And our ability to have, like, communication with other women. Exactly, exactly. And it's just crazy how it's evolved because, like, I just remember my mom having these parties when I was younger and it was fun, but I don't remember my mom ever being recruited. She was just like, let's play with products and buy some products in my house. Like, and for me, I was like, yeah, that sounds cool. I went to a birthday party once. It was like a Mary Kay birthday party when I was like 12. Yeah, totally. Like, I feel like it has absolutely changed. I mean, I think it was always kind of, like, predatory in nature. Yeah. But I think with the birth of social media, things really changed. And there are certain companies that are worse than others. Like, a lot of them 
their buy-ins are $100 or less. Or, oh, like, yeah. for you, it was, like, 150 or whatever. Yeah. But, like, there are certain brands, like LuLaRoe, where you have to pay <sighs> thousands of dollars to buy in. I'm going to get into that shit. Yeah. First of all, I want to talk about uh, the two ways that you can tell that it's a pyramid scheme, which I find interesting. And that is, the first one is inventory loading, which is what I was talking about, buying all this stuff ahead of time. It requires sellers to purchase more inventory than they could realistically sell at inflated prices. And the second one is lack of retail sales. Products are sold to existing and new recruits within the pyramid rather than external consumers, which is what I didn't understand. I thought I was just selling a product. I didn't understand that I was supposed to be like recruiting other people. Right. Well, and you know, it's it's so that you can make more money. Like that's yeah. why that's how they frame it. They're like, if you want to make money, you will get a percentage. Okay, so here's how the pyramid works. The person at the top is the person at the top. They'll start their downline where they have recruits underneath them. So they're getting the money from their sales. They're also getting a percentage of the money from their recruits' sales. And they're getting a uh, they're getting a percentage of the money from their recruits' recruits' sales. And, their and recruits, so on. Recruits, 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 right. Recruits, recruits, and recruits, so recruits. on and so forth. So the people at the top are making the most, of course, because they have the largest downline. Yeah. So they are also going to be, whoever recruited you is going to be on your ass to yep. recruit other people because the more people you recruit, the less work they have to do and the more money they make. Exactly. Well, and the other thing that I find interesting is that the whole model depends on the failure of the majority of other participants. So what you're talking about is the person right above you really wants you to succeed, but as a whole, these companies really have a lot to gain by these people joining and spending all this money. Right. The company at large, they want you to have a, like LuLaRoe, having yeah. such a massive buy-in like, if you pay that much money to buy in yeah. and you keep getting product, like, say, it keeps arriving at your house, like yeah. you were saying, then you are spending a ton of money on product yeah. and the company is not having to pay out yeah. anything. Oh, and, like, they even usually have these, like, fine print disclaimers that will say that as participants that they should not rely on the earning results of other participants in the highest level of MLMs. And, like, LuLaRoe has one, too. The LuLaRoe income disclosure statement says that as a consultant, you can expect to make about $85 on average per year in commissions. That's insanity. Should we, can we talk about LuLaRoe now yes. that I mentioned it? Okay. Yes. So, Let's talk about these ugly ass leggings. They're so ugly. They're so fucking they're ugly. They're not cute. And first the outfits of all. that they put together are not cute either. I'm sorry if you think they're cute. I don't think they're cute. Right. Okay. Yeah. Our personal opinion. Not but cute. also don't buy them because um, they're a predatory company. Exactly. So they call their recruits like fashion retailers or something like that. Right. Personal fashion, personal fashion, fashion retailers, retailers or something whatever. like that. Or outlets or whatever. So, to start, the retailers spend $5,000 to get everything they need. That's as far as, like, stock, hangers, backdrops, uh, racks, like, anything that you can need to start up. So there's three packages. The first package is $4,812 for 336 pieces. The second package is $5,365 for 365 pieces. And the third package is $6,784 for 463 pieces. And it is recommended that you have about 700 to 800 pieces of inventory at a time, which is about $15,000 to $20,000. It's bananas. It's so dumb, insane. It's so... And you must order at least 33 pieces at a time. 
That it's it's so stupid. So every single time you're at least paying five hundred to eight hundred dollars just for thirty three pieces. And I was watching the Samantha B on this, and they were talking about also how like. LuLaRoe had sent a lot of their um, sellers boxes of leggings that were, like, damaged or had all kinds of problems, and then they weren't able to, like, return them or get their money back for them. Yeah, they're like, how am I supposed to sell them? They can't sell them to my friends when there's holes in them. There's holes in them or they smell terrible or, like, whatever. Like, I can't can't sell this. And And they're like, too bad. Too bad. I guess you're out the money if you can't figure it out. It's Ugh. insane. Um, do we want to talk about how MLMs really actually kind of use and abuse the idea of women empowerment and I feminism? Do. I do. Like, boss babe. Bo- hashtag boss babe. Hashtag boss babe. Hashtag boss lady, right? Like, yep. they kind of use, not only do they use wording, but they also use imagery that really focuses in they on use, women. Like, and they use, like pastel colors and like calligraphy fonts and like the aesthetic appeals to like a wide range of women from like you know gen z millennials all the way to like boomers moms sure yeah things like Mm -hmm. that like they all appeal to um all different kinds of women and it's not so much now about like door to door like my mom had a lot of friends she had one friend that was in mary Kay that like got her cadillac and it was all very like phone call, word of mouth, it felt more personal. And now it's like, you're leaving all these social media messages, you're sending social media photos, you're sharing well, photos I, online. here's the thing, I think I think MLMs can be profitable, albeit not regularly or often, but they right. can be profitable if in your region or like your selling territory, there aren't a lot of people. And I think back when we were kids, or probably when your mom was selling Mary Kay or like whatever was happening, yeah. like there weren't as many, the market wasn't as flooded. Whereas, like, with the birth of social media, the market has become so much more flooded. The likelihood that you will fail at this and end up spending a ton of money um, of your own money when you're trying to make money at this is very high. I mean, the majority of the people who are sucked into MLMs are not business people. They have no clue how this works. Exactly. And the interesting thing about how, like, a lot of these MLMs are trying to be part of, like, a feminist movement. Right. They use words like empowerment and boss babe, like we said, or CEO and different things like that that make women feel like by being a part of this, they are being independent, their own bosses and taking control of their own lives. Yes. They have no control. Yes. You're taking control of your own destiny like they use a lot of wording like that that like you can why would you not want to do this you can be your own boss you can set your own hours you don't have to sacrifice time with your families why would you want to work a nine-to-five job whenever you can work here and become a millionaire in a couple of years well and they also act like they can provide the tools for women to become successful business women where there we have a downfall we have like we do not as easily succeed in business as a man might right I, I did like the point that this half post article made about how like this same it, it's so predatory because like this same kind of marketing would not work on men Mm-mm. there would be no like boy boss like hashtag boy boss it like, means of course boys men are, bosses. are yeah of course because we feel like that is the default setting so you're preying on this idea that women Women are going to feel like special yeah. because they are able to be their own 
bosses yeah. um, or be business people when really they're not and they're actually not even getting the right kind of like training or support. No, there was that story about that woman Sandra in the article who was like 55 years old. She survived cancer. She didn't want to go back to her like corporate job. And so she Which started understandable. Doing, like yes. that makes sense. And so she like a neighbor was doing some like workout thing. What was it? a beach body? That's yes. what it was. And so she got like recruited by her neighbor to do this. And the neighbor was like, no help. She ended up like Googling and going on YouTube to figure out how to do it. She lost, she even like invested like $4,000 in like ads and different things like that. Right. And got nowhere. Yes. Yeah. It's yeah. So I mean, and sad. she had just come from, I believe that she's the one who had like just come from a real estate career. And she was like, if I had put this amount of money into my real estate career or this amount of time and effort and yeah. money into that career, instead of trying to make this happen, I would have made like a hundred K that year. Exactly. But instead, you know, I was fed these ideas and beliefs that yeah. this is something that would actually like work for me. Exactly. Exactly. This guy, Joseph N. Mariano, who is the president of Direct Selling Association, says, anyone who's saying that you're going to make a lot of money is just not telling the truth. He also says, if you think you're going to go into this and make $100,000 a year, that requires time, energy, and a lot of commitment. Right. So here's the thing. It's not as though it is impossible, right? Like, it, and that's what they're selling. They're selling this idea that you will be the exception, which as human beings, we are like we are susceptible to that like yeah. i am going to be the, the the exception however like they are also targeting people so what he's saying right there is that like you can make this work if you put the amount of like time and effort and energy into it i think he's actually saying the opposite he's like this is going to take what cuz he's saying if someone's telling you you're going to make a ton of money don't believe them like if if this is going to make you any any money it's right. going to take fucking everything you have right but that's what i mean yeah. it, it mean you, it's possible is what he's saying yeah. he's saying it is possible it will take all of your time and effort and work it yeah. will take a ton of work however they are targeting yeah. people who have no idea how this works yeah. and they are not giving them any support to make it work. So it seems like they are setting them up for failure because yeah. it's just like he's saying as the head of like direct marketing, right? Yeah. Like, so you have to take everything he says with a grain of salt. Yeah. He's saying this can work if you have the right mentality to make $100,000 a year. And they make you feel like you're doing something wrong if you're not getting it. They're like, well, what are you doing wrong? All these right. other people are successful. I mean, what are you and, doing? And that's what, like, and that's what they, a lot of these women who were interviewed for this article, like, that's what they were saying. They would go and they would complain about, like, or not complain, but they would voice their concerns about the yeah. fact that, like, hey, this isn't working for me. Like, uh, what can I do to, like, change this? And the answer would always be buy more product or or find more recruits. That yeah. was always the answer, and it's kind of like, well, you're not giving them... What other job have you ever gone to where you've gotten no training, no assistance? Like, it, no, it's just not, like... <laughs> well, but that's... It's not yeah. right. Like, that's no, not the not. kind... That's not how jobs work. Yeah. You know what I mean? Can I tell you what... If you look up Boss Babe and Urban Dictionary, what it says... This is amazing? Yes, Isn't please, it so please. good? So it says, a woman who pretends to be a business owner, an entrepreneur, or a saleswoman. They are that annoying lady who never stops posting on Facebook about a great new opportunity related to MLM business, period schemes. They, I keep saying period schemes. Period schemes? Pyramid schemes. They tend to hawk poor products for exuberant prices. Posts will typically contain excessive emojis, hashtags, and has faux friendliness to it. Which is so true. It's like they want to be your best friend. They're like, oh my right. god, I mean, girl, it's, it's kind of it's kind of a joke. Like it's a running joke that yeah. this happens, but it is very true. It's like people I have not heard from since high school. I am getting Facebook. 
honestly, at this point, now I know, like, if I get a Facebook message from someone and I get a notification on my phone that so-and-so has sent you a Facebook message, and it's someone who I have not seen or talked to since high school, that the likelihood of it being them trying to sell me something is pretty high. Yeah. I it's- once asked someone to bail- give them money to bail them out of jail. Oh, wow. Well, and I, I once actually also got asked by the same person to give him money because he said that he heard that I had a lot of money to pay for his girlfriend to get an abortion. Wow. I was like, first of all, I have no money. And this was like, I was still in college. This is years ago. I'm like, where are you getting this from? Like, When I worked at WB, like people would go on to my Facebook and see that I worked at WB and assume that that meant I had industry connections. By yeah. the way, guys, these like studios are massive companies like yeah. if you know somebody who is working for a studio the likelihood of them having any clout i would get reached out to by like actors like people who wanted to like screenwriters like people who wanted to like get their shit in front of people and i'm like you don't know what i you don't understand what i do yeah like, I, ha- I don't have that all. kind of power like just because you work for a studio does not mean you have like money or influence yeah. In any way. But the thing is, is that with all these messages, you're ruining all of these relationships. There was this therapist, Sean M. Davis, who says, The key to quality relationships is about being known and understood. For some, being sold an unwanted product is a cue that they don't really get me. So we're prone to rewrite our history with this person into one that paints the seller as unkind, even if they've been a great friend in the past. And that's totally happened to me when I'm being bombarded by people to join their Facebook party for... LuLaRoe or whatever. Right. I'm like, and you also just, what am I to you? What am I to you? Do you see me as like a paycheck? Do you know me even at all? Yeah. Um, and also like, even though I'm a pushover and yes, at the end of the day, it is my decision to host a party or to buy right. a product. I still will feel a certain amount of resentment in having been put in that position in the first place. Yeah. Because I do try to be, like, a kind person who is, like, understanding Same. and, like, wants to... I understand that, like, for you, this is a new business venture and I want to be supportive. Yeah. However, like, you are putting me in an awkward situation as, like, somebody who doesn't have a ton of money or, like, whatever, where you are now or pressuring time. me to buy a product. Yeah. You know what it I mean? It makes it seem very, uh, not very genuine, you know? Right. Have you heard about the whole, like, Herbalife scandal? Yes. I didn't write a whole lot about it, but I listened, I mentioned before that I love the podcast True Crime Obsessed, and they did an episode on a documentary that I will look up as I'm talking, so I can't remember what if it's If you watch the oh, John... Oh, Betting for Zero. Oh, okay, I haven't watched yeah. that. If you, if you watch the John Oliver, yeah. um, John Oliver did, like, a 30-minute thing on MLMs. It's yeah. great, of course, like, as is everything he does. Of course. So, um, definitely go and check that out, as well as the Samantha B one, but yeah. he does talk a lot about the Herbalife. Yeah, well, they, I mean, long story short, they had this massive lawsuit where they had to pay like $2 million back to the people, which sounds like a lot of money, but it's but actually... For them. No, it's $12 per person. Is yeah. What they have. It's something crazy like that. We're like... Shady business practices, Because there was right? that many people involved in mm-hmm. it, they split that money up individually to the people. So it's actually a really shitty And I believe deal. that, like, Herbalife is still around. It is. My friend in college was all about Herbalife. He wore Herbalife shit all the time. He was talking about it all the it's time. It's like a cult, honestly. We just kind of made fun of him. We were like, 
Yeah, okay. You and your Herbalife. But yeah, I mean, like, that's the thing about it is, and they're they're completely unapologetic. They're completely smug. In fact, I saw the CEO of Herbalife, he was being interviewed on Dateline, I think around the time that this, uh, yeah. or 2020 or whatever. Well, and he had a huge beef with someone who was trying, who was betting against them. It was something, like, the documentary is really fascinating, and I can't remember all of it right now, but he had a big beef with them, too, so they were in the media a lot, both of them. But it was interesting, it's, if you ever watch these people talk, I mean, if you have any kind of bullshit meter, where, like, you can detect when somebody is, like, fucking bullshitting you... Mine's getting better, luckily. You will know immediately that so many of these people are just full of shit. Like, when this guy was talking, he was like... Well, what's a normal company? Yeah. You have a CEO, and then you have, like, SEOs, and you have all these people underneath them, VPs, all these people underneath them. Like, that's a pyramid. Isn't that the same thing? And it's like, no, that's not the fucking same thing. Because they're not directly benefiting, like, monetarily off of the things that you do. Like, honestly, and it's been explained to me before, but every time it's explained to me, I'm still confused about what the difference is between a pyramid scheme and a multi-level marketing operation because they they're essentially they're the same but there's something different with the way that they're selling their inventory is what I understand. They found a loophole because yeah, I can't tell you exactly the difference because yes, the 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 diagram is the same. Like I was talking to Max about this episode, and I guess there's an episode of The Office where yes, Michael's trying is. to sell something, and and Jim like draws on the whiteboard and like draws a pyramid over everything, and Michael's just like, "I'll be right back." Like, yes, shit. I mean, and you know what? People will admit to that. Is the thing is that they will say, "Yes, it is. It it looks like a pyramid. Like if you were to draw it out, you've got one, then you've got yeah. three, then you've got five. Like it looks like a pyramid." Yeah, and they will admit that to you. However. However, they will say it is different than a pyramid scheme because it's legal. Like, honestly, yeah. that is the only thing that they say is because well, it is that legal. Was, but that was one of the things that I said toward the beginning where it was talking about the differences. But honestly, it's still very murky. It's very me. murky. It's the inventory loading and the lack of retail sales. But And that's what they're saying. It says that the Federal Trading Commission uh, points out two signals that a product is being used to hide a pyramid scheme. So there is something involving like the inventory and the way that it's being sold and also the way that they prevent retail sales. But like, do you remember when like Amway products are really big and things like that. Like, which, by the way, Betsy DeVos. Who's Betsy DeVos? Betsy DeVos, who's the um, she's like the education secretary. Oh yes, the billionaire. Yes. Um, her her and her brother is like a fucking like mercenary. Anyway, um, they're they they're billionaires and they made a bulk of their money through Amway. So. Oh, cool. Don't fucking buy shit from Amway. Oh, cool. I got a little bit of my information from uh, Investopedia.com. Nice. And they were talking about how the legitimacy of multi-level marketing is an issue in in determining the legitimacy of a multi-level marketing company is whether it sells products 
primarily to consumers or to its members who must recruit new members to buy their products. If it is the former, the company is a a legitimate multi-level marketer. If it's the latter, it's an illegal pyramid scheme. Right. So if it's selling product, there's nothing wrong with it. But if they're selling product in the hopes of gaining more recruiters, that makes it it a pyramid scheme. But MLMs do that. They do. So I don't really understand. Because, like, they do. A lot of times MLMs will present themselves in a way that disguises the fact that they're a pyramid scheme. Right. You know I, mean, I mean, and this article from Investopedia said that you can spot a pyramid scheme on whether or not it puts the focus on recruiters rather than sales. Yeah. But but these do both. Yeah. So I'm not really sure. I don't understand where the line is. And because I don't I understand. think that when somebody is like, you buy a product... And that's the end of story. But then you buy a product and you get emails and your messages and text messages trying to get you to throw your own party. Maybe that's the difference. Maybe. I, I don't so know. It's so murky. It's weird. so confusing. Yeah. I also found it really interesting how a lot of these MLMs target the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. That was the next thing I was going to talk about. Fascinating yes, they do. to me. Well, I mean, because as we talked about, they, as someone who, like, lived in Utah for a while, like... That culture is very much like the women, because because it's you know such a big part of their religion. Right. Um, the women very often like have a lot of kids and they stay at home. Yeah. And because they're having a lot of kids, they probably want another form of income, but right. they are also wanting to be at home with their kids. So it makes sense that this market would be rife for oh, like MLMs. Yeah, they say that Utah is the direct sales capital of the world and that Utah has more MLMs than any other state per capita and at least 15 MLMs have headquarters in Utah County alone. Yes. So it the MLMs fit into the Mormon culture because of the emphasis on traditional family roles, like you said, that encourages wives to stay home and take care of the kids and maintain a close-knit community. That's the other thing, is that their communities are very, very close. And they're large. Yes. Right? Because, like, Mormon families are large, so the communities are also very large, and they're also very very interwoven. Yes. So they have a large network of people to sell to. But the problem is, once again, like we said, like, when you have so many people selling your value is going to go way down. Exactly. So they also exploit the religious customer's base and because the values encourage more sales, which is what we started saying in the very beginning of the episode when we were talking about Plexus. So at a Plexus convention in Vegas, the keynote speaker, Bob Halig, told attendees, so if you are a believer, as I know many of you are, here's what you have to realize. You have a responsibility to use the gifts that you've been given for something far bigger than yourself because your gifts are much bigger than you and you have a responsibility to share them with the world. It's so fucking and disgusting. And this, Plexus is the best vehicle you will ever have in your lifetime to do that. I believe that your Plexus business is an assignment from God to help you build your faith. I fucking hate... You fucking motherfucking it, asshole. I mean, to me, honestly, like, playing on people's... Faith? Faith is one of the most despicable things that you could do because it's so dirty. you have such true belief. Like as yeah. someone who was like a very true believer, like you have such true, honest belief. Yeah. And playing on that is so fucked up and intermingling it with capitalism yeah. so that you can make more money like is so gross it's and so like gross. seedy and I fucking And the opposite hate of it. like what religion is absolutely, trying to Absolutely, absolutely. Like if you truly believe in Jesus, Jesus would not condone this. 
this Jesus kind would of be behavior. like, girl, no, don't do it. Or sir. Or no. sir. Yeah, no. like, I've seen the video of him, like, talking about this, and it is so upsetting and disturbing, yeah. and, like, there are few things that make me more, like, sick to my stomach than yeah. watching people take advantage of other people based on, like, their deeply held beliefs. And that's how I felt, too, because, like, I was like, these people do not want to be my friends. They do not care. I had no idea what I was getting myself into until I was into it. I did not realize that I was supposed to be It's like a timeshare. It's, yeah, it's so weird. They loop I, you in, and then yep. by the time you realize, like, what the fuck is going on, you're, like, too deep in, yep. you know? Like, exactly. Luckily, I just disengaged. I was just like, all right, I have my energy drinks. I'll just give them out for free to my right. friends. I lost my money. Let's move on. But, you, you know, know, like, on that note, you know, and you were a poor college student, however you were also in a financial situation or privileged enough that you were able to do that. Exactly. Like, some people are not. Oh, and they and take so they out find, loans, they like take credit out, cards. They take out loans. They take out credit cards. They find themselves... They were in a position where they needed to make more money. Yeah. That's why they got involved in the MLM in the first place. And now they're having to pay for all this product with money they don't have. Yeah. And, like, a lot of people are not, like, financially, like, stable or privileged enough to be able to just totally. get out of it. Totally. Um, they have to try and sell this product now because they're, like, yeah. in too deep. Yeah, And, exactly. like, that that's what really gets me about, like, MLMs and why I wanted to talk about it because it makes me so mad because you are preying on people who are vulnerable, like, yeah. very vulnerable. They're preying on loneliness. They're, they're preying on... Um, the interests of women. They're using the patriarchy, yeah. As a way of a means mm -hmm. or whatever. Um, I read something where it says, if gaining financial independence is a goal you really want to pursue, you'd be better off investing in education and resources needed to grow a real career, which I understand, but at the same time, resources and education take time. There are so many people out there where, you know, that's why a get-rich-quick scheme sounds so appealing because the the cost of going back to school, which they do say, you know, at the end of the day, all the money you spend on these MLM products, you could probably have gone back to school for a little bit. Yes. Things like that. However. And then the, but like the time for education and the time it takes for the resources and the networking and everything like that, these people need money right away. They need it now. Well, and beyond time, because I, I know that quote you're talking about, and I think that that quote, again, is from like the president of direct marketing yeah. or whatever. And he, again, he would say something like that. I understand what he's saying. However, the cost to go to school is, the system is set up as such that the cost to go to school is more money up front. Yeah. These industries are also super predatory in that they say, like, for the low, low cost of $150, you can get started in this. Mm -hmm. And then you wind up really far in debt. And yes, at that point, you could have put that money into going to school. However, right. you didn't have that money up front to go to school. Exactly. You know That's what I why mean? you did so, it in the first place. Yeah. So for you to say that, it's so, like, dismissive yeah. of the experience of these people where, okay, so you're saying that somebody who had $150 up front to pay for this thing is equivalent, like, oh, well, this is on you because you didn't have $20,000 up front to go back to school? Yeah. Like, you know, like, it's it's just an insane thing it's to say. It's a very privileged thing to say. It's a way of dismissing your involvement yeah. and, like, putting the onus or the blame on the yeah. people who sign up for this. I agree. Because they get roped 
into it in like in a large part. And like I'm not trying to excuse you make decisions and we wanted to have this episode to kind of inform people so that they know. I do think it is becoming more common knowledge that like these are predatory industries that you should not get involved in in the yeah. first place. Um but it's really fucking gross to say that like well, this is on you for having oh. like gotten in it in the first place. Yeah, you know? but if you Google ways to make money part time, they're gonna the, come up. Those show up right away. It's like Uber, Lyft, Postmates, MLMs. Yeah, that's it. It, it, it. Yeah, and it's really upsetting. I don't know. Like, I don't know. it's very upsetting. I don't think we really need to say much more. No, I think, I think that we covered keeping a, it a, a good shorter of it. episode and getting our point across is good. I'm really glad that you brought this up because I think it is something to be aware of, and I think it's something that. A lot, you know, there's part people who are like, oh my God, how could they ever get involved with something like that? And then there's the, like, you explain it, how these people get roped in and, and what they, what these companies look for in their recruits. And you start to understand why these people would get roped into something like this. I totally could see if I had, you know, stayed in my hometown and had a couple of kids. And a lot of times you hear these women's stories and they're saying like, I had three kids and like, I was at home all day. I was losing my mind because all I was doing was talking to my children and like, you know, yeah. Like, and I wanted friends. I wanted a community and like, they preyed on my desire to have that. Exactly. And so I, I get it. Um, and I think as we move forward with this economy that's having, that's going to be having problems and with this, like, market where, like, millennials and Gen Zers are having so many side gigs and having so many side hustles, it is something that we need to address as, like, do not get involved in an MLM. Like, just don't do it. It's not worth it. Like, there's no real reason for you to do it. And I wanted to do an episode so that we could say, like, these are the reasons not to be like, attracted to that. And this don't, is what they look like, yeah. so don't be fooled like yeah. Madigan. Don't get sucked in. And actually, yes, I have, like, just not a full list, but a limited list of some examples of MLMs. Like, Go we talked it. about, we talked about LuLaRoe, Mary Kay, Roden Fields, Amway, Herbalife, Unique, Arbonne, Tupperware, Avon, LipSense. Like, those are all MLMs. So if anybody comes to you and they're like, hey, do you want to, like, look at this product? And even if you know that the product is a good product... Don't sign up just to be say part no. of it. Yeah. Just say no. Don't just say no. Yeah. Let's listen. There's going to be another product out there that does the same thing. Just say no to drugs besides marijuana and MLMs. Yeah. Amen. Wise words from Madigan. Yes. <laughs> so, you guys, thank you so much for listening to another episode. We really appreciate it. If you have any thoughts on today's episode or any stories of you getting involved in MLM so I feel less alone, go ahead and email us at neighborhoodfeminist at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram or send us a direct message there at Angry Neighborhood Feminist. Go ahead and follow us on Twitter. We sometimes use it at Yanf Podcast. Y-A-N-F Podcast. We also have a Facebook business and group page. Go ahead and rate and review us on our business page. We love it so much and talk to each other in the group page. Also, go ahead and rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. We appreciate it so, so much. We also love it when you listen to us on Radio Public if you don't already. It's a free way for you to listen. It helps us out just a little bit and we really, really appreciate it. That's all we have for today. With all that being said, we encourage you to rage on. Bye! 
Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. And sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot button issues. And it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.